You are listening to the official Acts 2 podcast. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.acts2orlando.com. Thank you. Let's give it up for the band. That was awesome, right? Wow. Yeah. I, I was part of, part of the time in the back, and I got to hear the rock and roll version of what you were hearing, because back there is the amplifier of the guitarist just going, rawr, rawr, and, and I go, yes, because I, I grew up in a communist country, and uh, eventually I, I mean, communism, please don't even think about going into it, because it's, it's absolutely terrible. It's, it's as, as violent Communism is just as violent as fascism. Like, there's no difference in, in the spirit of murder and violence than Lenin and Stalin, which are the communist leaders of Russia at the time and the Soviet Union, where we were under, than Hitler. No different. They just killed more, more millions than, than even Hitler did, if you can believe that. And then the, the Chinese uh, leader... Mao Zedong, he, he toppled and doubled the murder uh, when, it, when it introduced communism to China. Anyways, enough of that. But Lenin, the reason I mention is because he was supposed to be my daddy. Now, I did not like Lenin. And, and uh, so uh, around my teens, like your teenager age, I was uh, listening to my gran- grandpa's at night. He would listen to the Voice of America or Radio Free Europe to hear the, the real news, not the fake news that the communists were giving us. This continues on, by the way. But, but the, uh, he listened to the conservative uh, ver, you know, side of, of what's happening around the world. And it's like one of those shortwave, I don't know if you have it in America necessarily, but uh, you have like FM, which is really shortwave, but Shortwave go a long way somehow. It's a, it's a weird thing. Anyway, shortwave is they used to broadcast. And so because the communists didn't like any kind of information coming to us except what they say. You know, that's just how they are. Um, then, so they would try to jam these stations like uh, with noise. And so, so it says, today, so-and-so, and he go, what, what did he did? And uh, in England, such, such a thing happened. You know, and, and so they try to silence the voice, the sound of these free broadcasts. Um, and, and at one point, at the end of that broadcast, it, as that grandpa is going to bed, I, I hear... Uh, she loves you, yay, yay. And I'm going, and then, you know, and then that's all I could hear. And I go, what was that? That was a strange sound. And, and so then I found out, uh, the more, I, then I wait for Grandpa to go to bed, and I get up there and, and I continue to listen to the British rock or American rock and roll. And, and, and uh, so, so that was the, the John Lennon I like better than, than the... The, the real Lenin. I said, that Lenin is, could be my daddy. The she loves you, yeah, yeah, guy. I, I like it. And so me and three boys started the first rock band. Uh, at least the first that was recognized. We got on the national television. 
and of course there's only one channel, uh, so there's nothing else to see. It can't surface out of there. And so everybody's stuck watching the silver bracelet, which uh, the Bulgarian, the, the bass player was our bass player, and I was the drummer. So here we are, uh, dominated uh, the charts. We became the number one band overnight because there was no number two. And, and so, so that's how it was. We dominated the charts for quite a while, eventually. Eventually, other bands get, came around. But that was the, the, the kind of mid-60s, actually. 65 was our debut. And, and uh, after a while, you know, I mean, at, once we did that TV thing, uh, anytime we do a concert of any sort, we would jam with people, young people would come and pack out all the holes. And the comments realized they made a mistake because we were stirring young people uh, to, to freedom, basically. The, the freedom that rock and roll brings is not the freedom that we have in Christ, but uh, the alternative freedom. But nevertheless, comments didn't like it. So they, at first, they tried to make some rules like no clapping during songs. <laughs> Only at the end of the song, a little bit. You know, and it's like, they actually made these rules, uh, but they couldn't control young people as, when the the beat starts going and everything, and uh, my my drum my drum drum set was nothing like this amazing drum set. Mine was custom made, uh, handmade by the a gypsy guy actually, and and uh, during rehearsal was was working fine, but during the performance, specifically that one place that I was so embarrassed because it's like two thousand young people, a big hole, and and as soon as I started the drums, it started moving forward. <laughs> You know, every time I, I hit the big drum, it, uh, because during rehearsal we had kind of a carpet, but on that stage it's like wood, so it would move. And I'm like, the end of the song, I'm totally stretched like that. And either you got to play, it'll move, or you don't play, don't move, but don't play, you know. So it's like I would stretch myself like that. And, and then the, the, those cymbals, they had nice solid stand. Mine was one of those aluminum music stands for, for charts, you know. That, that's what the gypsy had. And so, so again, during rehearsal, you're okay with that. But during front of this, you get excited, you know, and boom, if the, the, the cymbal falls. Sounds like, oh, no, my cymbal. And so, so I'm thinking, so at the end of the song, I, I pick it up and bring the big drum. And, and so I'm thinking, okay, if I have to hit it, which I want to, it'll fall. So what do I do with this? And so I thought, okay, so I'll hit it with, with this hand, and then with the other one, you'd grab. <laughs> so I go, and I hold it like that. And that's how I, I figured out. Then uh, the tom-tom, the, this on the side here, the, mine, uh, I mean, this is solid. Mine, mine had three little, uh, you know, metal sticks. And so when you hit it, to do, and you go, and it can go anywhere. It's like I had to keep track of that tom drum. And so at the end of the songs, I'm collecting all my drums, and they're falling, they're moving, and, and I am so embarrassed, thinking, like, this is the worst thing. Everybody thinks I'm the worst drummer. And, and so I was, like, really shamed. So anyways, the concert is over, and I'm waiting until everybody's out, and, uh, and so I'm packing my drums and, and, and sneaking out the back door. But there was still 
quite a few young people in the back there waiting and stuff. And, and I listening to them. And they go, wow, what a show. Did you see that drummer, man? He was like, when he hit him, they go fall down on the ground. He was so good that the drums couldn't handle him, you know. Wow, you know. And I go, really? It's like, oh, boy, you know. So I don't know if you're into rock and roll back then, but uh, there was a band called The Who. Now they're called The Huh, because they, they, they're losing their hearing because all that loud music. And... <laughs> <laughs> so, so they were they were famous uh, 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 of breaking guitars and stuff. And and what happened was it was originally an accident. Like their first concert in London was on a stage like this, and and the ceiling was low. So toward the end, as he was playing and just lifted the guitar, bang, and it broke. And and so the next the next night, the 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 manager says, so toward the end, you're going to break it again, right? He goes, no, I'm not breaking my You're kidding. This is, this is the, 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 the hit of the show. Everybody's coming from all over London to see this guitarist who breaks his guitar because of passion, you know. And so eventually he's forced him to do that, and that became the famous thing. But uh, in my case, it was not a, an accident. It was actually a poor drum set. But... <laughs> But it became a standard uh, for drumming for rock and roll. And so years later, I, of course, I escaped because they eventually shut us down in front of a, a fan in the middle of the concert and unplugged the guitar. It was very embarrassing, but that pushed me to escape. And if, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have been here. You know, I wouldn't have been saved. But the, uh, God works all things together for good. I didn't know God, but he knew my potential and what, what he had planned in my life. Uh, so anyways, I'm coming back home, communists are down 1990 at the end of the, uh, and, and, and there, and I, the Lord prepared me to go back and, and everything. By the way, this guy, Sasha, the, the bass player, he was so uh, wild, and uh, I remember touring around, and, and one time he got really upset, he threw the, the bottle of alcohol and broke the, the mirror in the hotel room and then he picked up the whole bed and threw it down on the, from the fourth floor. He was a, a wild guy. So after I came to America and got saved, Jesus people led me to the Lord, I started praying for all my buddies. I didn't pray for him because I thought it would waste, waste the time because, because he's so crazy and wild and rough. And so I'm praying for everybody, relatives, friends, except for Sasha. And you know what? He was the first who got saved. The first one. And he, when my wife went back to, after we got married, to, she, they married, I mean, they did a wedding for her as well. And so she brought like a, a few Bibles, a few a dozen Bibles, and she gave it to his underground church. They, they were part of the underground church. So I, wow, the Lord is so amazing. And anyways, so I'm back now myself after 16 years having been in Bulgaria, uh, because there's a, a rule for the communists, if you break their rule and escape, there's a sentence for you, even in your absence, so many years of prison, and stuff, so I you know, didn't want to go back for prison, and so I'm coming back now, anyways, uh, I probably don't want to bore you with all this, I, I, do have, I do have many of these stories in my joy book, just came out 
this, this is the reason I even actually uh, am visiting here, because we have this uh, simultaneously, this Charisma magazine is showing us in front, front uh, their page, Apostle of Joy and all that children. These are specifically from, from, uh, um, from, uh, we, we're in Thailand at that moment because we have an orphanage there, but we brought these guys from Burma and several of them are, are former child soldiers that, that, that we have, our team rescued. And so they're under our uh, care. And uh, so anyways, the beautiful uh, pictures inside about our work with children. And speaking of children, I want to give away uh, uh, the bullfrogs and butterflies is one of the tapes that I have, part of production as well, songwriting, as well as another one called Music Machine. I think there's one out there. But I wanted to give it, is this, was this your wife that, that shares the, the children? I'd like to donate to your children's department. Beautiful. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Anyways. Um, yeah, uh, Music Machine, uh, if it's there, get, get one too, because it teaches the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, pain. And this is like in 70s, not even 80s. We, we were the band called Sue when, when Andrew saw us, but prior to that, we were called Candle, same, same band, but we were the writers of the Music Machine. And uh, in the 70s, there was nothing for children, hardly for adults, but uh, there was, I don't know if you remember that, anybody remember the 70s? Hymnal books in in the church and an organ player or get or viol, I mean a piano player, so that was kind of the the drums were almost considered back then from the devil but from some Christians like they were like too much you know, and uh, so anyways we sanctify rock and roll, and and we began to use it to worship the Lord submitted to the Lord, and um, the children was the first thing that we did to teach children, and, and, and I mean, who would have thought that I wrote three songs for the music machine that would go into millions of sales. I mean, like it, it, met, it, it hit a, a need for teaching children, Christians. For, for, it was the first Christian tape at the time. Now there's many more. Anyways, um, that was the, uh, the, the story I, I just want to finish. Uh, about the drumming and the funky things is when I came back to Bulgaria to, you know, uh, see my country for the first time. Now as a Christian, the communism is down, so it was a very powerful time to to share the gospel. I've shared the gospel publicly to up to 200,000 people gatherings because of the communism is fall. Uh, still strong, very strong, but officially it's fallen down, so thousands of people gather and, and want freedom, freedom, freedom. So uh, it was privileged. But my rock and roll friend, uh, one of them was talking to me. He says, George, you set such a high standard for a rock and roll drum that when you left, we just, I escaped. And he says, we, we were trying to explain to our new generation drummers how to play rock and roll music like you. And, and they'll do their best, but still not good enough. And, and it says, uh, you know, uh, we, we are not playing like, uh, like you should. And it says, what am I, I'm doing best. Well, yeah, but the drums are not falling. You're not crashing them. They're not hitting. They're not falling. They're not moving. You're not playing uh, like this original rock drummer. <laughs> Anyways, I made it rough for the musician, for the, for the, for the, 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 the. <laughs> okay, I want to put my phone. Okay, I want to give away really quickly 
uh, a few uh, things. Let me see. This will be the last. Um, I, I want to give away my wife's proposal book called The Proposal, and it's the, I don't know how to say it, other than the romantic side of God and how, let's say, ladies see it better than, than us guys. But we're getting there. Yeah, we're, we're learning what it is to be part of the bride of Christ. Anyways, uh, my wife wrote this beautiful book, um, and so I just want to give it to Jocelyn from both my wife and I. Jocelyn, uh, we'd love your devotion, devotion to the Lord, the way you looked at the way your relationship with the Lord is, it shows in your children and, of course, the, the whole body. So that's awesome. Um, uh, the, I have the, the joy book, which is 40 years of a life condensed uh, in both my story as well as uh, my faith, what God has revealed to me is packed in there. Um, I, I wanted to give it to, um, is the sister of a brother that still here? Uh, okay, sweetie, can I give you that book? Uh, I, I didn't know your name, but I said two, and then would you please uh, afterwards come, I'll, I'll sign it for you. I, I just wanted to give you a hug and and uh, love on you. Bless you, sweetie. Yes, uh, all things do work together for good. So it's going to be wonderful. Um, so afterwards, I'll, I'll sign it. I'll, I'll be in the back after the mission and sign for some of you that want to. And, and now... Uh, Andrea, I want to give you this book. It's called uh, Bliss, the Book of Bliss by Coco. If you have it, give it away, but I, I signed it for you. And uh, I just want to read this one scripture from Genesis 12, uh, from 1 to 3. This is in the Moffat translation. Not every translation in the Bible says the word bliss. They, like King James says uh, in your right hand, there's uh, pleasures forevermore. Moffat says bliss forevermore. So pleasures, heavenly pleasures, not uh, not sensual pleasure, we're talking about spiritual pleasures. Uh, they're uh, what Moffat called bliss. But anyways, it says here, uh, and this is kind of a word for, for the ministry, uh, for, the, for your fellowship. And it says, uh, it says, the, says the eternal to Abram, the eternal God. says, that, leave your country, leave your kindred, uh, leave your father's house for a land that I will show you, and I will make a great nation of you um, and bless you and make you famous for your bliss. Mm. So I'll bless you, but then I'll make you famous for your bliss. And so bliss comes as you've been blessed by God, then, then you receive this bliss, which is part of the blessing. Of God. We're talking about Christ because through, through him Christ was born. So that's the bliss of, of God, Christ himself. Because at the right hand, uh, the Father, who is the Son, is a bliss forevermore. So anyways, uh, there's something about land here. So it's part of the blessing. Yeah. Yes, amen. I just released that word. Yeah. And, and those, who, uh, those who bless you, I will bless. Those anybody who curses you, I will curse. Until all the, nation of the nations of the world seek bliss such as yours. So uh, that's, that's what God promised to Abraham, who is your father in, in the Lord, and my hour, he is our faith father, because he ended up receiving the blessed, right. believing, and 
went through quite a few years holding on to the promise. So, Lord, thank you that uh, you've given uh, Andrew Lamb and his wife Jocelyn and their beautiful family and team amazing promise. And I just connect Andrew right now and the team, the family together uh, with with the Jocelyn, if you don't mind, come and you, you have any of your children here as well. Um, and uh, Jay, uh, would you come as a part of the I just want to bless this team because um, it, it is a team. It's not just one, but Christ is the one and we're his team. We're his team. So I just bless this team, this beautiful team, with that which they are connected. You're, you're, you're born again through the spirit which God promised Abraham. I'll give you the spirit. And those who uh, I give you the, the, a seed, the, the son, and then through the, the spirit, uh, many sons will come. And you will be a blessing to many nations. And many nations will actually even be born through you through that seed. And so we just, we just received that promise. And we, we, would, you, would you all raise your hands toward, toward this beautiful family here? Father, uh, we just agree that the, the promise that you promised Abraham you and your posterity will possess the earth in Romans chapter 4. You and your posterity will possess the earth. And, and so this promise is, is not just for everyone, for everyone who is born again into that, through Christ Jesus, into that promise, including land, including uh, properties. And, and, I mean, Abraham was, became very wealthy, uh, uh, not arrogantly, just, just by God. God blessed them. And, and so we just, we just uh, re- release this blessing verbally upon the entire congregation, upon the entire body that will keep growing and growing and, and, and size up because as many as the stars are so many, I will, will be your son. So we just bless you in that blessing and that bliss that, that uh, comes out from our relationship with the Lord. The, the very Christ inside you is the essence of the bliss I just, I just see it in you. I see it on you. I, when I met you, not in the 80s, but in a couple of years ago, it was a church nearby, and we just connected immediately. And uh, I just see the bliss of God. And by the way, you all put one hand toward here, uh, but one hand on your heart, because you're receiving this prophetic blessed word that God promised. And, and then God swore uh, in his name, because there's nothing else bigger no one else bigger to, to swore for, for uh, uh, validity. And he swore in his own name that he will fulfill the promise which he promised to Abraham. So you're stepping uh, into this promise that there was promised not to you, it was to Abraham. But you're the fulfillment of that promise. You're the seeds that those who are coming out of, the, out of Christ, the seed. So with that comes that integrity and purity and, and the supernatural sons like Isaac. And, and Isaac was a, 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 a son of joy. I mean, it was like a cel- his name means laughter and celebration and joy and, and, uh, and happiness in, in who God is and who God did. And so even that Isaac anointing and that bliss that's going to continue to make God famous. Come on, somebody. You, you have a commission to, to, uh, to reflect how what a blessed God he is, and, and make, make famous for him. Yeah. Make him famous. But 
part of that fame was given to Abraham to experience that fame, that bliss. Famous for bliss. So just release it whichever way you want it, whichever way you can take it, as deep as deep as you can take it, just take it. Say, I'm taking it. Say, famous for bliss. All right. Amen. 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 Thank you. And uh, yeah, take it however you want to take it, as far as you can take it, because it's kind of a, it's a tough, I mean, it's like especially this tough time that we're going through around us, there's so many uh, dark forces seem to be rising, but, uh, but God's promise remains, you know, and the story of Abraham is foundational for my life, and it's becoming more and more foundational as as we, by the way, this book of bliss has got uh, all the scriptures that my wife found in different translations that use the word bliss and, and Amplified is one of them and a few others. And then um, it's about 60 spots she noticed. This is not through concordance or anything computer. This is her own study because you can't find those uh, that way. Uh, so it's not a Google book, you know, it's a her own personal, she put it there because it doesn't exist in that. So anyways, uh, it's about 60 places of bliss. So that's, uh, that's a great little booklet if you want to focus on. So Abraham's story became a foundational for me because, uh, and, I, and I, I, I wrote this, uh, as my first relationship with the Lord started since I had my encounter with the Jesus people led me to the Lord and I had supernatural encounter through the street preachers. Man, the freedom to preach the gospel is huge on the street. Just do it, guys. Don't, don't be ever, you know, put a little music together and park with somewhere and just preach. I mean, if one or two here, that's good. Just preach it because it fills the atmosphere. Worship and, and declaring the word, the will of the Lord is hugely powerful and, and great privilege for us to do it. Um, so... Um, I uh, got, met the Lord through these passionate Jesus people who led me to the Lord. And, and, and then uh, I never read the Bible. So somebody anonymously, one of them anonymously, purchased the Bible in Bulgarian language because it's struggling with English, the Bulgarian language. And, and when I saw the, Bulgarian, uh, the Bible in Bulgarian language, I just, I just felt, I just said, this is it. I, I, can't, I can't live... Uh, until I read it all. Like, this is number one priority for my life, to read it through. Because the communists have confiscated every uh, visible Bible and destroyed Bible presses, every, every evidence for, for the Word, because the Word is powerful. And, 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 and they hate God, ultimately. The reason they hate Christians is because they hate the Christ that you testify. You know, it, they, they hate Him, and they hate God, and the Bible, of course. So, anyways... I started reading it, and, and of course, the, the people that I mean to the Lord, they were uh, former drug addicts. This, this, they were like rough individuals that got saved supernaturally. Like the guy that led me to the Lord, mostly, uh, he was uh, heroin, not heroin, or some sort of a drug, more, some sort of drug, cocaine maybe, but like five or six hundred dollars a day he would put into his system. He was that addicted. So he carried a gun and robbing people to to just buy drugs enough, and in fact, if actually let, uh, sell, sold drugs and things. Well, anyways, um, he, was, 
he was he, he was telling me the story of how he was totally strung out and and of course in the jail where he was uh, being held for sentencing uh, he was like I mean that much drugs a day that, that makes your blood scream inside if you can't have that drug so he says he was just sweating and 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 he says he he went in his knees in that jail cell and he says God if you can help me with this because I can't stand the pain uh, I'll serve you and boom the pain went away the guy was completely healed from this $600 habit a day uh, boom like that which is big deal it's a really miracle and and he says he actually had met Jesus materializing somehow he saw Jesus in a cell he touched him boom he was completely healed and and I says I, I couldn't figure the whole thing because it's like too much for me I was atheist I was trained by the communists I was brainwashed to believe that absolutely no God is stupid to believe it and so anyway it didn't make sense to me but that was the first testimony I heard that affected me uh, later on and so I'm getting the Bible I said that's it I gotta read it and so I I, I rent a tiny little less than the, the hotel room you, you put me last night it was like a small the whole house was a little less than that so it's like a tiny but you know what uh, the reason I did it because I want to spend every moment that I could with 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 reading the Bible Bulgarian Bible and it it I had like eight to ten hours a day free time to do and the rest I had to work some but those hours uh, the Lord the manifested his presence as I was reading the the Bible so strongly and the first thing that affected me was the story of Abraham and Sarah and particularly uh, when when uh, God took time to wait for Abraham to cook him a meal. I mean, God doesn't necessarily need a food, but he waited for Abraham because it was Abraham's expression of hospitality and connection through food. And that's how I got saved, through two months of free food. So that was a big deal. Food is a big deal. So when I read that story, I go, I get it. I get it. And uh, what shocked me, though, that, you know, to wait for a meal in back then, I mean, they, they get the, fr the cow, I mean, the calf from the it alive and you gotta kill it and dress it and all that stuff it just takes time plus cooking the meat and sarah's making the bread it it probably takes at least five hours maybe six hours to prepare a meal and all along god is waiting under that oak tree and i'm thinking i never this is the first time i'm beginning to know the lord i had a encounter with him but now i'm getting to know him and the first thing i'm, I'm noticing about god is that he waits and hangs around you while you fixing him a meal and I'm going wow that guy is so busy running the universe and yet you take like minimum five maybe six hours who knows something like that uh, for Abraham to cook him meal and Sarah uh, uh, what's up with that and and the Lord said I mean he spoke to me so clear so he says how else can humans like you uh, know that I want to be your friend I spent time. Don't you say I spent time with friends? There's Sasha. There's another guy that had my best friends. I spent enormous amount of time. And when you have a friend, especially in my country, is trusted because friendship-based trust is huge. Uh, you, you don't. It, there's not too many that could trust to say what you really feel because if the communists find out what you really think about them, they're gonna arrest you. 
and try to change your thinking. And, and so when you have a trusted friend, it's for life. And, and so anyways, God, uh, first thing I found doubt about God, or at least something I can relate, is friendship. And I'm going, I want, I love friends. I have a few, but they're great. I know what friendship is, super precious. So Lord, can I, can I be a friend too? He says, okay. So, so I actually cooked a meal. And I, my mine was, wasn't a very good meal. Uh, uh, first of all, it was, uh, uh, my diet was uh, a, a cheap, as cheap as I can go. And I found these uh, bacon ends, it's called like a box, like for $2. It was very cheap and, and basically ugly bacon. It's like fat mainly, you know, not the nice pieces like you eat, but just, just the fat basically. So I just get a glob of that, fry it in, and I put some French fries in potatoes and that's that was my lunch meal usually so i was frying that for god's sorry god i know it says don't eat pork but this is it this is what i got <laughs> so i hope you don't mind and then my bread was awful because i didn't have uh the to rise it you know what do you call it leaven uh yeast right i i did i just had flour and water and basically and i and it was like like rock basically so lord lord watch your teeth because this you know, this, this is not a very good bread. But I just had the bread. And I just basically sat down. The Lord revealed his presence with me so much. And he says, I want to spend time with you. If you spend time with me, I want to spend time. Any second you give me, I'm there. Never leave you. Never forsake you. Uh, you can share with me your worst uh, situation, uh, your anything, your, your joy, your sorrow. Be honest with me. Another friend was... David, a friend of God, and he expressed his openly his affection, his thoughts, his failures, his everything, his his regrets. He shared everything in Psalms, and so I go, oh, and so that's how I started my journey with the Lord. First was friendship, then in ten years from, from that later, uh, I experienced God as a father, but it wasn't right away because I didn't have a dad. So scriptures on fatherhood, I. It just that went over my head, like I would read it, but it wouldn't get in. Uh, friendship did, but father, father was like, whatever that is, move on. And so I'd read it and stuff. But after 10 years, uh, practically when we finished the season with the music machine, the silver wind and things, and started our global celebration, the Lord appeared to me, as he often does. But this time, I felt different presence in a way, and God spoke to me about being a father. Uh, the first time, clearly, I, I had that kind of comfort, you know, experience with the Lord as a father. And of course, it freaked me out. But I didn't know what to do. I never had a father ever to come um, and say, through all my childhood, and just talk to me as a dad. So I like, okay, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm going, ah, you know. Like, and, and God says, relax. I know, I know your dilemma. And, and by the way, sons and daughters don't do anything to become sons and daughters. It's not their job at all. It's moms and dads create sons and daughters and they raise them as sons and daughters. That's how sons and daughters know about moms and dads and, and life. You know, and I'm going, oh, okay. So at least I don't have to do anything. And, and, uh, and, and, and I says, but, but still... It's so awkward, and I'm going, but 
what shall I do now? You know, it's like, God goes, this is your problem. Like, you always do something to get something. But really, really, uh, I, I want uh, to, to get you exposed to my, the way I look at you. I, beside, I saved you. I've forgiven you, all that. And, and now I, wanna, I want you to know I'm, my, my, I'm, I'm your dad. I want to be your dad. And I'm still like, okay, so, so what? And he said, okay, so since you want to do something, how about a hug? I'm going, I can't hug you, you're so big. You know, I, I immediately thought that because I had, a, you know, I had an encounter with, with having the throne room. God was huge. He goes, I'll size down, don't worry. Just, just reach out and just give me, a, just, you just give me the hug. I'll, I'll, I'll make the rest of it happen. And so I'm just like that. Uh, and, and God goes, okay, grab a pillow then, you know, because I just wanted to have something like that physical. God is so accommodating for me. This will be unbelievable. Just he so understands my entire nature, my entire weakness, my entire strength, everything that I have or don't have, he gets it so illiterate. So again, I'm holding this pillow. I'm holding it up like that. And all of a sudden, I felt his, his nearness, his nearness. Somehow through a fragrance, it was very strong, and I felt him get really near to me. And just as I was kind of going up like that, I felt his arms. Somehow, I, I, I can't explain how because he, he's not a physical arms, but yet I felt he put his arms around my, my chest, and he squeezed me. He squeezed, squeezed. And like, and he kept squeezing, and all fear went out. The fear of not being good enough. And I don't know what, what do you think? Did I do okay? And all that fear and intimidation and performance base, obviously from, you know, my whole life has been like that. I got to do something great to get something in return. And all that he squeezed until I became a vacuum, total vacuum of fear, of, of, of uh, intimidations, anything like that. Uh, of insecurities, it, it came completely out. It, it can't describe how I knew it, but all of a sudden, I am absolutely free from any type of fear. Free, completely free. And in the same time, at first was the absence of fear, just, ah, so beautiful. And then it's fullness of love, like absence of fear, fullness of love, you know. And love, his love for me replaced all fear, insecurities, 100%. And I felt the fullness of his love deeply, deeply, deeply to the core of my being. And somehow I, I knew, I guess it's the essence of grace and the, the, the doctrine of grace is, is God's uh, you know, work, who he is and what he's done for the essence of the gospel practically. But, but in this moment, I knew that I could not manipulate this, I can't make him love me more or less. No matter what I did, do many more things so he can love me even more than now. It, I could not. It was so saturated with a level of love that, that um, I knew I can't top it. I can't get, I mean, without doing anything, he says, this is how much I love you without you do nothing for me. Like you could do another concert or 10 other or crusades. And I used to be evangelist back then. After the music, I'd do a big altar call. And that was my, uh, and every, every time I did that, I felt really good. Like, oh man, 
50 people got saved tonight or a lot more and different things. And I, and I feel like that. And I often would think, gee, how did I even get saved? Like you share your testimony and inspire people to give their life to Jesus. But uh, when I, uh, you know, attempted to give God a chance, so to speak, after these guys fed me for two months practically, and, and I'm saying, okay, I, I can't do this. I can't just eat their food. I don't believe in anything. So I, I'm just going to leave and get down to Hollywood where I was headed to originally and continue my uh, rock and roll career. Although Hollywood is very disappointing for me and everything. But so anyways, I'm, I'm going to go back no matter what. So just out of respect for all the cooking for two months, I'm just going to give it one chance. Like I'm leaving tomorrow morning. I pack my bag. But tonight I'll give it one single chance because all that stuff they did for me. And, and um, I walked out to this mountain area uh, in a town, town called Ojai, California. This is right above L.A. And, and I feel stupid. I don't know what to say. I, 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 don't, I know there's no God, so just the whole thing was absurd. How do you pray or ask for someone that doesn't exist? This is weird, but okay, out of the respect, so I'll just come here. And I didn't know what to say, so the thought came to me to say, God, do you exist? So I go, oh, that's a great way to prove he doesn't. Just go ahead and say it, and it'll be over with. And you're back eventually to your thing. And, and strangely, as soon as I said, God, do you exist? And that verbally came out from my mind through my mouth in the air. Suddenly, I got, I felt covered by some sort of a blanket or, or, or kind of like a canopy. It's hard to describe it. I couldn't see it, but I could feel it around me on mountain, that mountain area. And, and I go, what? what is this? I couldn't see it, but I, I could feel it. And it got thicker. The more I talked to it, whatever this was, it got thicker, and 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 it got closer to me, and I felt more and more surrounded. Even the acoustic changed. It was weird, and I'm going, "What is this?" And and suddenly, the faith that that this could be God, that God could exist, and this could be it. You know, just the faith that there even maybe there is a God became so real to me at that moment. I just. It, it went right through, and, and it, it kind of like took my strength away or something. And I, co- I collapsed on the dirt. I fell down. No catchers, but I just, boom, I just hit the dirt. And I began to shake uncontrollably and, and cry. And I says, whatever this is, I want to know. I want to know everything about this, this God. And, and so that was my encounter. And, and all of a sudden, God exists. It became true to me, became real that he exists. I mean, you know, communists, I knew they're liars, but we all know communists are the biggest liars for everything. So I finally put it together. They lied about God too. Hello. I mean, it's like, okay, so, so God, there is a God. Now, I want to know everything about this God, but he exists. Now, without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? But what is the chance I get? People like me. I have no faith. I am not seeking God. I'm not asking anything. I ate the food, but that's about it. And I was headed for Hollywood. That was my faith, so to speak. That's where I was going. So these guys intercepted. These Jesus people intercepted. Uh, we know now that we're the ones who 
know the Lord, that God sent us to those who doesn't, don't know, and we end up being like the rescue mission, interception. First, we intercede, you know, intercept their walking down to the wrong path, the, the devil and doom and things like that, and 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 now inter and now intercepting. And and so, but back then I didn't know what they were doing. I thought it was like, why are you doing this? Little cookie, what's your motive? I mean, come on, give me, tell me why you really do it. I said nothing. They were just Jesus. Jesus loves you. He really does. That's what, that's what they were saying. He died for you. I'm going, what are you on? <laughs> Because it didn't make sense. It's sort of silly drug that makes you silly and loving and generous. And... Anyways, but Shabaraba. Guys, God is so good. And the Bible says in Ephesians 2, while we were dead in our trespasses, and we didn't exist toward God. I know that place. I'm I was 100% dead spiritually. Dead means separated, basically. When Adam fell, uh, he, he fell uh, out of that intimacy with the Lord, and there was separation. And God told him, don't do that, because the day you do, you will die. Well, they did it, and sure enough, they were separate. And it was, it was such a severe thing, guys, that like it wasn't like, oops, we ate this, we shouldn't have Oh, sorry, God. I mean, let's let's start over. This, this, we, yeah, I know they were remorseful. They regretted what they did, but there was no way for God. He forgave them. Obviously, God is a merciful, forgiving God. But we need more than forgiveness. We need this void to uh, to be fixed. We 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 need to be back with God like we started. And God could not fix this. He would have if, if he could have, but God could not fix the fall right there. In fact, he, uh, he took him out of the garden so they don't need the tree of life so they could continue to live in this uh, fallen state. But he had in mind the fixing when his son Jesus gets sent here to fix that separation, that wall, that. And, 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 oh, uh, So while I was in that condition, I could not believe when you're, when you're separated, you don't believe God exists. There's no way to believe he does, he does if, you don't, if you believe he doesn't. So see, my dilemma was huge. Not only he, he provided the a price to save me and to get me out of communism. It's one thing to get Georgian out of the communist. It's another thing to get the communist out of Georgian. I know that. Because I lived for a year here in this free country and I didn't feel free until Jesus came and kicked that communist devils out of me. Whatever devils you got, they're all devils, but in my case, we're communists. But it, he kicked them out. And ooh, only that's when I found, I understood. But the, the great, okay, he did that by his grace. He offers Jesus. But still, you have to believe. Well, I couldn't do it. I had no faith. Faith is, is something that he believed in, something he hoped for. Abraham believed that he would have a son. His journey started at 75, y'all. I didn't notice that 30 years ago. Now I'm noticing the years because I'm beginning to understand age and years. I'm, I'm, I'm in my 70s now, and so, I, oh, 75. Ooh, that's good news because... I'm not there yet, so I'm, I'm approaching my startup, the journey, according to that story. I says, yes, 
good, there's hope, baby boomers, there's great hope for you. Because uh, uh, the lateness is not, no trouble at all. And, and not only that, but he waited for another uh, 70, okay, so see, 75, third journey, 86 is where he opened the heaven, the, the, he saw the revelation of the stars, and that he realized, this is how many sons and daughters, by the way, he saw you among the stars somewhere, he saw us, because he was part of that multiple sons and daughters that yet to be born, amen, and so believe, he believed, he saw the saturation of this, many, many sons and many, many daughters, and got overwhelmed and that's what he believed he got overwhelmed with the vision of what God was showing him he's gonna do amen and so faith didn't just come like that he he was given that vision and through that vision he he believed and it was counted to him as righteousness I'm moving moving forward fast because uh, this is a, really a teaching for school that's all uh, that's, thank God we have a school, Supernatural. Uh, it's online, so you can join if, you, if you're interested. And this is the kind of stuff we teach and we impart. And uh, because it's an anointing to carry this uh, same type of faith of Abraham. And, and, uh, and so, but yet, even then, uh, he didn't get the son that God wanted him to get. He got Ishmael instead of Isaac. And what happened? Well, it was uh, uh, not the wrong son in a sense, in that sense. It's not a mistake because he corresponded to the law. Uh, Hagar, his mother, the slave, the slave lady, she, she corresponded to the law. And that needed to happen. But only to contract later on, contrast later on, uh, because the law would birth slaves. You know, because uh, slaves of our own works. It's not a gender or racial thing. It's a, a slaves of own works. The fall of, Abraham, of Adam and Eve just brought us into self-works. So God had to set us free from that. And then, oh, Shara Baba. Then another 13 years or so, and now Abraham is 99. And the Bible says he didn't, he didn't stagger. He believed. Come on. 99, your wife is 90, baby. It's over. No, it's not over. <laughs> Maybe she looked at him and got, God, I don't know what you're talking about, but this guy, he's over. Like, he hadn't been in my tent in, in quite a few while like, like this. So there's nothing going on, nothing happening. And she laughed, actually, in sort of a mocking way, like, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, son, yeah, a year from now, you'll be... Uh, You'll be pregnant. A year from now, come and you'll have your, your promised son. She's like, right, yeah. And, and God goes, Sarah, stop it. Is there anything too wonderful for me, including revival, marital bliss? One of the scriptures, marital bliss, she says, is for an old worn out creature like me. That's one of the bliss scriptures. <laughs> yes. Is there anything too wonderful? I will make the deadness of your womb come to life. I'll make all your disappointment. Imagine carrying for years the shame of not having a child. I mean, it's just all that. And, and, but first, call, call him Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations. Hi, good morning, father of many nations. What do you want for breakfast? It's like 
And now, Abram, you call her Sarai. Instead of Sarai, call Sarah. Ah, Sarah, my princess. Abraham. It's like when you put ah and ha together, what do you get? Aha, yeah, that's, that's my deep theological lesson uh, because that's exactly what was missing in their, in their identity. Uh, that little aha was missing. Ha ha. And, 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 and so after three months of calling each other, because it took about three months, because then nine months started and they were exactly pregnant nine months. So, so three months within calling themselves. So I'm calling you. And I encourage you to call yourself and to call your loved ones to start with into the promise of Abraham. I'm, I'm calling you. Can I, can I come down? I'm calling you. You're part of my family. We feel family. I can't wait to have my wife come. And uh, uh, we actually planned that a year ago, but it is all in lockdown. But uh, we, we'll bring I was so excited to tell her. Uh, and, and she's already feeling that intensity, that intimacy, that friendship, that family. And so you are family. No matter what happened. I've been through every kind of trials and experiences. But his faithfulness never leaves us. Never. He's a God of faithfulness. For him to not be faithful and to help you in every situation is for him to deny himself, which he cannot do. He cannot deny himself. He cannot lie. He God is a promise. And he swore to fulfill his promise to bless you and make you famous for bliss. I know it's a tall, tall order for some, but it's okay. No pressure. Don't, don't go into bliss if you don't want to. I encourage you. But, but uh, listen, it's a, it's a huge thing. And I just want to finish with this uh, because faith is a gift, bottom line. A hundred percent. If it wasn't a gift, 100 percent, I wouldn't be here. Because he ins- infused his faith through the Jesus people. Through hamburgers, through hum, bun, buns and the hot dogs, all kinds of good stuff. They, they were anointing everything they were feeding me. And faith was coming inside me physically, actually. You know, Paul lay napkins, no, anointing of napkins, nap, napkins. The anointing of napkins heal the sick and even cast out demons. Imagine the demons seeing this napkin from some apostle somewhere far away. And they go, oh, no, we gone. Imagine how much anointing and how much presence is on inanimate objects. When they're released, when the, the faith and, the, and the, the anointing that is on you gets released. How much power? So I just released that supernatural anointing. And it, that's how faith gets trans, transmitted. It gets given from one generation to another. Woo! Sharababa. And, and, and it's a gift. And faith is a substance, you say. And, and the same word substance Hebrew 11, 1 is the same word substance in Hebrew 1, verse 3, where it says, uh, Jesus is the substance of the invisible God. He demonstrated. He's demonstrated what God is like. Uh, He's the substance of God. He came here on earth. And that substance, which is also his faith and his love, his joy, his forgiveness, his strength, and, and it's in you to, 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 subs- to, to subsidize everything that you don't have. And so whatever you, you need right now, uh, I, I feel like the word is hope. But again, faith 
hope is incredibly, incredibly. We, we don't have focus on hope as much as on faith, but without hope, there's no faith, doesn't work. You know, and so it's like, he is a God of hope. He is a God of hope. And he comes to strengthen you right now. So I, I just, if not all to call, but if you want to stand up for something, that you need hope for, please do so. Could be your son, your daughter, could be your, ma- your spouse, could be an impossible situation. Father, thank you for infusing us as a body, as a family, Lord. We thank you for infusing us with the hope of God that you are, not just hoping for something, but yourself, you are our hope. You're the God of hope and you're God of peace and you're God of faith, and you're God of love, and you're God of joy, and you're God of patience, and long-suffering, and, and all these things that we need in ups and in downs and whatever we are. So, Father, I just release right now. Just receive it right now. Lift your hand. Put one hand on your heart because with the heart believe, but with the mouth we confess. And Put the other hand up and just whisper it out. Whisper the hope that God wants to give you now, which is the most hopeless situation. Whatever is the most hopeless, I speak over right now. So, Lord, we just, we just, we just believe that hope that our, our spouse is going to come to you. Believe the hope, even though it doesn't look like it, but he will. Believe that that marriage will be restored. Thank you, Lord. We believe it. We, 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 that is a hope, and we have your agreement that it will happen. We believe. We believe in this uh, cancer is going to go completely out of my body, and I will be a cancer-free together as a company. We'll be a, we will become that cancer-free zone that Jesus paid for. Come on. Come on. You must know somebody that needs this. So just, just whisper for them, I believe that. I believe that cancer will be gone out of my sister, my brother, whoever. Else. Anything that is just right now that looks so impossible, I just, I just uh, stack it to the, on the cross. Whatever looks impossible, whatever does make us doubt, I put it on the cross just, just verbally. It's there already. But just activate that. I, 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 you know, ooh, I engage you with that. I, I connect you with that which he nailed to the cross. The hopelessness. The faithlessness. The doubts. The, the, the rejection. The, the, all these uh, things that happen to us internally from Adam and Eve. We just, the last Adam nailed to the cross. And so we just, we declare the fulfillment of these promises. Just go ahead and whisper it. Whisper it out. Take that moment. If, if your spouse is here and, and you need to agree with her, if friends, whatever, just, just two or three gathered together. I just want to finish with that. Just thank you for having me. Uh, and I, I just was divinely planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, divinely planned to be with you. And I'm looking forward to even just hanging out a little bit afternoon. Just to, you know, but like you guys are family. Uh, you remain family. And uh, so we're just happy to have you. Amen. 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 Oh, gosh. Didn't you feel that? That's so good, Georgian. Thank you so much. Georgian's going to be out there uh, at the table signing books and stuff. But did you guys feel that? I mean, is he speaking that? It felt like Holy Spirit just came up with a syringe and injected hope. That's so good. And you can't get enough hope. You can't get enough hope. So I just, I want to just jump on that right now and just say right now, every place of hopelessness in the life right now, it leaves because it's displaced by hope itself. Just right now being injected into your mind, into your heart, all over you, places where you've lost hope. 
places where you've even lost faith. Right now, Holy Spirit, just inject it right into them. Right into them, hope, faith, coming into the body right now. Right now, I see people's minds being cleared from clutter, from demonic clutter that just jumps in and it starts to talk to you and tell you things that are not true because he's the father of lies. He's the originator of lies. This is what he does. It's the only thing that is unique to him. Everything else is counterfeit. He counterfeits what's good. The only thing that's unique to him is the lie. He is the originator of it. So right now, Holy Spirit, I pray every lie in the mind right now, break, break. The light of the gospel has been shining for an hour. The light of the gospel has been shining for an hour. Right now, the light of the gospel shine on the minds of the unbelieving of the unbelieving right now, every place where there's unbelief, lack of hope, lack of faith, right now it just breaks and it falls to the ground and it's done. It's done. Yes, God, thank you. Thank you, God. Father, I'm praying you would just wrap people up right now. Come on, you're, some of you are gonna feel this thing. I can feel it right now coming around my back. God, wrap people up right now with grace. Wrap them up with a blanket. Show them who you are. Show them who you are right now. It's a day you can never be the same because you experience him. You don't even have to explain it. Yes, God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. He's so much better than we think. Oh, God. Just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take more and more and more and more. More and more and more. Put your hand on your head for a second. God, you have my mind. Come on, tell him that. God, you have my mind. Yes. Yes, you have my mind. Lord, I'm choosing to let my mind be renewed through experience with you. Every experience you have with the Holy Spirit, every experience you have with him, sets you up to have your mind renewed. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now put your hand on your heart. Your very soul. Right now, Holy Spirit, heal every place of brokenness. Every place that's broken. Yes, God. Yes, Holy Spirit, do that thing you do. Listen, church, there's a reason why he's called the comforter that intimates that things are going to be uncomfortable. Every uncomfortable place right now, comforter, come in. Every place of confusion, of doubt right now, wonderful counselor, come in. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I hope that blessed you guys. That really blessed me. I just am so thankful for Georgian and just the last couple of years getting to know him and recognizing like, I think we're cut out of the same piece of cloth to some extent. I mean, we, we just love what Jesus has done and like to live and finished work of the cross. So uh, we want to bless him though. So uh, do we have a slide for the love offering? If you guys want to give to it, you can, if you're going to write a check, you can write it to Global Celebration. Um, or if you want to give something, just make sure you write on an envelope if it's cash. Uh, put Global Celebration on it. We want to make sure that gets to him. But this right here, you can text that. Um, and yeah, we'll make sure anything that goes to that right there, we'll, we'll give to him. Um, all the wonderful work they're doing uh, with the orphanages and with the school, it's absolutely fantastic and it's worthy. So bless them. And you can go see him out there. All right, church, I love you guys. You're amazing. We'll see you next week. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Acts 2 podcast. Love God, love people, and live life.